We've rolled into a, a dirty biker bar, sat down, ordered a drink. We're back on deck. The Thrill Me podcast. Gibbo's with us. Gibbo, how are you, mate? Uh, mate, just getting up, just been hit with a table, so I'm uh, ready to rumble. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I've also taken a couple around the squad. Yeah, yeah, I was the one that got kicked in the nuts. So. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're covering Roadhouse today. A little bit of 80s cheese. Mm. Uh, Patrick Swayze vehicle. Yes. But before we get to that, Gibbo, what have you been watching since we last recorded, mate? A lot of stuff, actually. Um Mostly uh, binging Netflix and uh, just similar sort of things. But um, I rewatched Ex Machina, which I talked to you guys about a long time ago. I remember that. But I actually liked it even more the second time around, I think. So, um, yeah, I won't go into that, that one too much. But, yeah. Because I've heard, I've heard that made a couple of top ten lists. Yeah, I heard a few in 2015, so you mentioned it. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really keen to get it. The funny it was the on Netflix. The actors in that movie are just all top notch. Like, Alicia Vikander, like I haven't seen anything else that she's been in yet, but I'm going to start looking around for some stuff. And obviously, she's in the Danish Girl, I think, which is uh, you know getting some award stuff at the moment too. So um, she's awesome. Like the, just the mannerisms she comes up with for the robot. Uh, you know, spoiler alert, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah. The stuff that she comes up with, and also just Oscar Isaac and Domhnall Gleeson. Those guys are both just they just both both create such a, a really like rich sort of world. Considering it's it's in one house basically and three characters, it's just an awesome movie. Good, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, same. No, no, no. Look, I, it, I, it's on iTunes or it's just come to iTunes, I believe, oh, um, okay. not that long ago. And I saw it and I remember us discussing it um, and then I just hadn't got around to it and then, of course, it popped up in a couple of 2015 best of lists, so I'm pretty eager to get onto it. It's just I've got to find time. Yeah, I've been trying to knock off mo- most of the gaps that I've got in all the top tens for things like that too, so. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've been doing the same sort of thing. Uh the other stuff I got into, I started watching uh, True Blood for some reason, and I'm not a huge fan. I mean, I watched uh, most of the first season probably, and just some of the acting and stuff in it just doesn't work for me. And the whole vampire thing never grabbed me either, so I sort of fell off mm. the wagon with that one. But then I got into. I was a big fan early. I thought first, I thought the first season was good, but it was one of those shows that just got progressively worse and worse each season. Well, fuck, I'm glad I got off the train then. Cause yeah, yeah. Be- if you didn't like the first season, get off, basically. Well, I think I pulled the plug at the right time. And, yeah, and I try not to I try to avoid getting out of stuff. Like, I try and finish everything, but it was just... Uh, fuck, what's her name? The main, the main chick in it. You know, uh, Anna Paquin. Um, she, she's a terrible actress. She's got- yeah, I wasn't a fan of it. She was the worst thing about the show yeah, for me. Yeah, she's the main character. Just the casting of that, I think that sort of dragged... Like, it probably had potential, but she, just her acting is just so wooden and there's just nothing... It doesn't add anything. Yeah, all the, there's a couple of the supporting cast almost carried it. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely some other be- better people in there for sure. Um, but anyway, so I fell off the wagon on that one, and then I got into True Detective, which I hadn't checked out yet. And the first season, I was a massive fan of... Um, I thought that was awesome. Um, and then uh, season two, I was probably a little bit less interested. It was a little harder to get into until about episode four. And there's a, there's a big event, I think, episode four. And then after, everything after that, I sort of was back up on you know the, the high, high grades with that one too. So Because mm. uh, I heard a lot of bad s- things about um, season two. Yeah, I've got season one sitting there ready to watch on DVD. I picked it up last week. Yeah. So uh, I'll hopefully I'll be able to. No, I'll be, I'll be jumping straight onto that probably season this week. So. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. Really, really good. And in, in the second one, I was re- really impressed with Rachel McAdams. Um, she did some really good stuff in that second season too. So Colin Farrell and, and, and uh, 
Colin Farrell more already impressed with. Like I, I know he's good, but I sort of thought she was more just in the rom com. She hasn't really gone down that, and she does some really cool actiony sort of um, just darker stuff and. Just, yeah, it's, it's really well done. What about Vince Vaughn, mate? Vince Vaughn was pretty impressive too, but it's so hard not to see him as Vince Vaughn. That's the problem. Like, yeah. If, you, if that was the first day show you'd ever seen him in, I think you'd, you'd really like him. It's just it's a hard thing to look past wedding crashes and, you know, that sort of shit. So Yeah, that comedy stuff yeah, that yeah, he's just, been in. Even, even when he's being serious, he's still got the same little eye twitch thing that he does and just some of his mannerisms. And he plays a kind of threatening character, which I'd say he pulls off. It's just... It's not quite as strong, I don't think, as some of the other people. But yeah, he was fine as, as one of the villains for sure, and he sort of wasn't really a villain either, which is which is interesting. So um, yeah, he, he's pretty he's pretty good too. But um, yeah, but both seasons end up being I was really high on. I think the first one's definitely stronger start to finish, but the the second one from sort of halfway through probably is on par. So uh, and there was one other movie I watched, uh, and I can't remember what it was now. Uh, I watched True Grit, the remake. Um, one with uh, Jeff Bridges. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's not my favourite Coen Brothers movie by any stretch, but it, it, yeah, it's decent. Um, and there was another movie, but I can't think what it was now. Okay. <clears throat> Sounds like a decent uh, couple of weeks worth of watching. I'll be putting in some time, yeah. I caught a documentary on Netflix called Craig's, Craigslist Joe. It's about a fella who basically uses um, th- spends 30 days using Craigslist for everything. So he gets out and about and he basically travels across the country using Craigslist for lifts and accommodation and all sorts of stuff. And it was really good. It was actually quite interesting doco. I also started watching Dexter Season 7. Ooh. <laughs> Ugly. Uh, <laughs> look, it's been, a while, it's been a while since I watched Dexter Season 6. Yeah. And I was kind of wasn't really looking forward to watching it anyway. No. So I felt like I'd already sort of left it behind. It was okay, the first episode, but nothing that sort of had me going, oh, I can't wait to sort of get back into it. Yeah, well, get used to that feeling if you're going to watch the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've heard nothing but bad things about the last couple of seasons. Uh, and the last thing I took on was The Jinx. I watched the first three episodes of The Jinx, the documentary about Robert Durst and his connection to a couple of murders mm. across his life. Uh, it's kind of, it, it's, it's in the same vein as making a murderer, but not as, I guess, not as gripping. And quite frankly, the guy, he, he creeps me out. <laughs> he yeah. does. Every time he gets, he's interviewed, I just, you know, yeah. I, I want to move away from the screen a bit. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I've sort of... It's one of those ones that wasn't available, but I'd heard about the twist and the case and everything, so I've done it. I read up on it a little bit. I don't know if I'll bother to go back and watch it, but, yeah, he seems like a, an extremely strange character. Well, the good thing is it's only a six-parter, so I'm already three three episodes in. I, I sort of feel I'm not 100% grip, but I feel I can knock over the last three and, and, and finish it up at least. Yeah, I'll leave that one for you, mate. Yeah, I'll let you know how it sort of plays out. But that was me. I got onto a couple of movies that I'd been hanging to see and for whatever reason had had passed me by. So I copped three of those this week and that was uh, Snowpiercer was the first one, which I liked a lot, enjoyed it. Um, some hefty fight scenes in there, <laughs> a little bit of uh, little bit of sort of twisted, crazy stuff going on, but um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Kingsman. Yeah, what did you think I of Kingsman? I finally saw. I liked it. Hmm. Uh, it was very... 
I love the deconstruction of the Bond stuff, basically. But I thought Samuel L. Jackson might have been the worst thing about it. Yeah, he overdoes some shit, that's for sure. I don't know what the lisp was about. I don't know whether that was written in or whatever, but it seemed... Um, I don't know. He, he seemed to be phoning it in at some parts, and usually I'm a big fan. You know, I know a lot of people have got sick of him, but I was still a, sort of fairly big fan, but not particularly in this one. But some yeah, of the pe- fights... People either love him or hate him in that one, that's for sure. Yeah, some of the fight scenes and stuff were just unbelievable. It was sort of... Uh, you can tell it's made by the same sort of same guy that made Kick-Ass because it's got that that same sort of colour to it, the very sort of vibrant colours and that same sort of shocking violence yeah. and stuff in a, in a couple of parts. It's almost played for laughs. Like yeah, that. yeah. And the last one was Whiplash. I finally watched oh, yeah. Whiplash. Which, I, I liked Whiplash. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Don't necessarily agree with some of the messages that were in it, but um, I could watch Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons. Oh yeah, J.K. Simmons all day. He's like he's like some sort of he's like the villain. Yeah, but he's just it's so charismatic and it's so I mean you can see why he won an Oscar for it. Yeah, well I've, I mean just about everything that he's in. You know I, I loved uh, I loved his work on Oz um, and then Spider Man of course. This like he's just one of the best going around. And Miles Teller, I know you're not a not a fan. No, no, so. I've, I've I've turned. Oh, you turned Miles oh, Teller, okay. yeah, and yeah. it was probably Whiplash that put me back onto it. Yeah, I think he's a talented. Talented actor, so yeah. enjoyed that I one. Think I think I loved him in Whiplash. That was the first thing I saw him in, and then ever since then it's been all downhill. The Divergent stuff, and then fucking the Fantastic Four. That I didn't see it. It's yeah. such a pile he's, of shit, and he's fucking. He's sort of taken a big dive. Yeah. Um, he's hurt himself mean, in a lot of studios. So I don't think anyone really wants to work with him at the moment. He's just he's got himself a bit of a rep as being a bit. Well, of was a there a bit of? I, I thought there was trouble on Fantastic Four from the director's point of. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, that's the, what I heard. The Josh Trank stuff was the big issue with it, but Miles Teller definitely hasn't done himself any favors. Yeah, well, actually, uh, I remember the first thing I saw him in was the Footloose remake, and that was uh, I. I'm putting myself out there, but I thought that was bloody good, and he was one of the best things about it. You know my thoughts on his performance. Yeah, but you, I believe you were down on him because you thought he acted a bit dumb. Yeah. And I said that he was supposed to be. Yeah, I know. seen the original. <laughs> I'd never seen him before, I assumed. <laughs> Perhaps yeah. wrongly that, that he was, you know, he was a little bit slow. But. Yeah, yeah. You're an idiot. So did you, did, in, in that uh, in the Footloose uh, thing, mate, do, do they do they do the the, tr- the chicken with the tractors again? Is that is that in there? Uh, I, I don't think, think that I is. I can't remember no. it, but I don't think that's that was in there. That's the most iconic scene, other than Kevin Bacon's soul dance off thing. Like, oh, that, that's oh, not oh, repeated, <laughs> which, which makes it even worse. That's one of the greats. So, know, so what did they remake? As, as, as I said, this... if you're ever... oh, basically, it's got a lot of the same. It's got similar beats in terms of the whole the town. Just add some crumping. Doesn't do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, just okay. that and you've got so a, it's, a remake of Footloose. Yeah, no, so it's, it's actually it's not too bad. It was, it's basically it was made step by up the in a country that did, it, No, it's actually it's not. That's the that's the no, thing. No, no, look, look they actually, actually took made some, by made some effort did, to. Um, it's, ma- it's made by the bloke that did Hustle and Flow. They actually so they, didn't. They took some effort to differ, differentiate it from the original, which yeah. I thought was actually kind of a good idea. And, and that, that's that's the idea with a remake. You've got to take it. Slightly somewhere else, you got to give it a little yeah. bit of something different. I don't think I it's a, I don't think it's a classic, but I think lumping it in with something like Step Up is nah. very unfair because it's actually a pretty good movie. So I'll put that out there. Okay, <laughs> okay, all right. Well, uh, let's take our first break, then come back, get a few punches in the head, <laughs> and cover off on Roadhouse. Can I buy you guys a drink? 
Guess not. Patrick Swayze is Dalton. I thought you'd be bigger. Opinions vary. When he's around, anything can happen. How's a guy like you end up a bouncer? Just lucky, I guess. And usually does. If somebody gets in your face, I want you to be nice. Don't, don't be rude. Ask him to walk, but be nice. Help this gentleman to the door. Until it's time to not be nice. So says the fighting philosopher. He may be hard to handle. I keep talking, you're going to go off thinking I'm a nice guy. I know you're not a nice guy. But he's easy to like. What's the matter, Dalton? Don't you like women? The worst I ever had was wonderful. He's not what you'd expect. I thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> but there's one thing you can count on. He's the best friend a good time ever had. Aren't you guys tired? Doc, I'll get all the sleep I need when I'm dead. This is my town. I'm not afraid of him. I guess you'll be having that fire sale now, all right? <laughs> you got your hands full, kid. I just think I'm looking at a dead man. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. For that line of work, I thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> Gee, I've never heard that before. Roadhouse. Roadhouse is directed by, quite frankly, the best name in Hollywood. Oh, I love it. Rowdy Harrington. Yeah. Who, who directed Striking Distance and Jack's Back. Oh. It's produced by Joel Silver. Now, just as an aside, surely he's got to be in our Hall of Fame. We have covered about 90% of his films <laughs> on here. Yeah. Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, Action Jackson, this. I think yeah, it was he something only turns else out he quality, did. that's why. Yeah, yeah he so might, he might get a spot. He's going to have to get yeah. He might get a spot consideration. On Tom, Atkinson, uh, Tom Atkins walk of, walk of yeah, we've we're, we're current consideration yeah. for a spot. Screenplay is by David Lee Henry, who uh, produced uh, wrote Out for Justice for Steve Zagal, <laughs> and Hilary Henkin, who won an Oscar for Wag the Dog. She did not win an Oscar for this. <laughs> Travesty. <laughs> Stars Patrick Swayze as Dalton, Kelly Lynch as Doc, <laughs> Sam Elliott as Wade Garrett, and Ben Gazzara as Brad Wesley. Budget was about $17 million, and it made about $30 million at the box office domestically. Now, I believe this has made a lot of money on video. Yeah, back end. And he got quite a cult following on video and, and won, Rightly so. made a lot of money in there. Mm. Now, the, only, the piece of trivia I, I picked up, <laughs> it always makes me laugh, Kelly Lynch is married to a screenwriter, Hollywood screenwriter called Mitch Glazer, and he's written a few scripts for some some of Bill Murray's stuff. And she, in an interview, stated that every time this movie comes on TV and her sex scene with Patrick Swayze's on, Bill Murray rigs her husband to give you some shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. That's pure gold. All right. Okay. Basically, the, the synopsis for this film is Swayze is a cooler. It's like he's a king shit bouncer. He's, he's brought into uh, he's brought into clean up a a barb called the Double Deuce. 
And whilst doing this, he runs afoul of the uh, town's criminal kingpin and all sorts of uh, explosive shenanigans ensue. Now, Gibbo. Yes. Give us your general thoughts, mate, and a score out of five. Yeah, okay. Um, well, obviously, I've got to take all the credit for this one. Uh, this is my movie choice this week. This is your pick. Yeah, this is your pick. Being subjected to all you, you guys' piles of shit. Um, <laughs> uh, just, just as a quick aside, too, Jar- Jared mentioned that Pieces is finally getting its Blu-ray release. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which it's condition, mate. It blows my mind. I can't <laughs> imagine any world where that's necessary, but... Uh, anyway, this, yeah, this, so this one was my selection. Um, as I was explaining to you guys a little bit earlier, this was this is one of my early like action movie just go tos with uh, Lethal Weapon and Die Hard. I had all three of them on VHS very early in the you know the old record off TV, try and cut the ads out sort of job. Loved it. So th- this movie, I've definitely got rose coloured glasses on with this one for for a lot of the stuff. Any negatives you have, you'll be wrong about if you ask me. But uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, obviously, I'm just a bit—I'm a big fan of this movie. I think Sam Elliott's character in it is probably one of the coolest characters in movie history. Uh, he's awesome. Patrick Swayze's pretty—he's uh, pretty believable. Not altogether believable. Uh, Some of his dance, his uh, yeah. fight moves look a little bit dancey. But look, if, you, if you're looking for a good pirouette, <laughs> 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 the man can spin. He, he can spot on the spin and uh, definitely get his leg up. That's for sure. I'll give him that. But. Um, I would agree. I would agree in that, on that front. Uh, yeah, I think so, I think some of the some of the, there's obviously some story holes and some of the the way that the villain just gets away with fucking anything is pretty ridiculous. But, <laughs> what story um, hole? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, with that said, if I'm, if I'm trying to be objective, I'll probably go with a three and a half for this one. I actually really, really, really enjoy it, but as a movie, I think it's probably around a three, three and a half. So I'll give it the I'll give it the bump up on on uh, nostalgia value. All right, Jared. Care to rebuff? <laughs> yeah, look, I can't uh, refute a lot of what Kibo says there. I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, it was the same sort of enjoyment for me as Action Jackson, in a way, that it's just some of it's so ridiculous that you're sort of giggling at it. Then some of it's kind of legitimately got a bit of sort of action cred. And yeah, it was three out of five for me. I, I'm I'm exactly in the same spot. I'm, I'm three out of five. The first, for me, the first hour... I was just loving every minute of it because it's so ridiculously enjoyable that there's so much, there's some real stupid shit in there, but it, there's a fun atmosphere with the whole first hour. It's the second hour that kind of hurts the movie for me, and that is it takes a turn into sort of darker territory, and I don't know whether that's that was the best option because to me we're having a great deal of fun, even if it was stupid. So that's where it loses some points. <laughs> I don't know where it got dark for you, just quietly. <laughs> but it, it gets three out of five for me. It, similar to you, I liked it a bit like I liked Action Jackson. You know, I really enjoyed Action Jackson, but there was other bits that weren't really working. Mm. We'll have to get into the darkness later well, on. Well, not dark, so to speak, but, you know, it goes off on a different tangent that I found a bit sort of unnecessary, I guess. Right. You're going to have to elaborate on that. I will. We'll get to that later. Yep. All right, my first like, how awesome is the double deuce when we first see it? Oh, it's epic. like fucking Mad Max. Yeah. <laughs> well, he um, does say it's, it's a place you got to sweep up eyeballs at the end of the night, so. It's yeah, honestly, yeah. it's Barter Town. Um, and, oh, <laughs> it is pretty much Barter Town. <laughs> and if you are a woman, you're not going within 10K of the double deuce. Yeah. So the fact that there's honestly, any females in there at all is a miracle. Some of the lines coming out, like, you know, people, chicks walking around and there's some bloke that's just like, my God, you're a put-together woman. And <laughs> some other bloke saying, 
some chick gets a vodka on the rocks and he comes over just about sort of, you know, in a, he's leering and he gives it the, oh, vodka rocks, how about you and me get nipple to nipple? And I was just sitting there going, this is unbelievable. The best part about that is she said she could do that by herself, so. Yeah, yeah that was uh, very interesting. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, oh God, I'm gonna have to watch this movie again. <laughs> <laughs> the start of it was like, yeah, it was so over the top and it was entertaining as yeah, hell. Yeah, like the moment he walks in, you're just like, what the, where the fuck are we? Like, are we in like, looks like we're in the old west, there's just punch ups galore and up. Yeah, two minutes in, like, this is a, before we even get to the double juice. We're talking about, you know, films that are misogynistic before, but two minutes into this one, we've got a bloke kicking a girl off a chair for no reason. <laughs> then we've got lines like that. No, I she mean, tried to stab him this... in the hand with a, with a knife. Oh, oh did no. she? Look, Missed it. <laughs> I feel like he, did, he was unprovoked, I was saying, unprovoked. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it's so over the top that you can't help but, but laugh at it. It's just... You want to talk about over the top? My, my my first like is even before we go to the double juice. It's at the at the first one where where Swayze's working, or sorry, Dalton, uh, yeah. and and they're trying to show us that this club's really successful. So a chick pulls up in a fucking Ferrari Testarossa, and like this is like some redneck little <laughs> barn bar outside of town. So they're all of a sudden there's there's fucking Ferraris, Lamborghinis, and then they go inside, and so that you know how much people are spending, they show a till ring up for a shout, and it's thirty three bucks, and it's like that's, that's three beers now. <laughs> Yeah, bloody hell. Yeah, that's two beers. That's you're lucky. Yeah, yeah you, you're crawling back to your mates going, shit, I've only got 33 bucks, so I've got 10 beers. Can <laughs> <laughs> you sling me the credit card? That was, that was probably the length of the bar in shots in those days, but yeah, not, not these days. It was a little bit less impressive. Yeah. In that scene as well, my first um, my first like was uh, he's getting around in a pair of beige chinos. Oh, and he seems to do that for the rest of the movie. Plenty, of, fruit, plenty of room to move with your roundhouse kicks in chinos, mate. <laughs> Just quietly, forget the base chinos. He spends most of the movie in what looks to be some sort of karate shirt with no buttons. Yeah. It's just tucked yeah, in and crossed over. Yeah. I thought um, I could understand why he didn't want to get into blue the first time and he just sort of said, see you later and walked back inside because you don't want to get blood on your base chino. Yeah, yeah. true. It's hard to get out. Yeah. yeah, well, that bloke that cut him with the knife, that was the knife the chick tried to cut stick into his hand. He pulled ah. it out of the table and cut Dalton on the arm when right. they let him go. So, so there was some progression. <laughs> yeah, look, I'd have tried to probably go for that too with that peanut at the table. Well, uh, my actually, I had a like uh, just after that too. Legitimate. So you early like It's a good movie. Yeah, the music. The, the music is good. fantastic. The music fits and it's it's actually most of it is by the guy that was playing the yeah. slide. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, actually was a blind muser. Jeff yeah. Healy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I like the way that, that for the first um, first couple of times the music really sort of kicks in, it's got this – it switches from, like, diegetic sound to non-diegetic and stuff like that. Like, it's it starts off as in it's it's in the scene, but then it cuts to that it's not in the scene. Like, yeah. um, for example, when he starts and, and, and puts the tape on and it's like the music starts cranking from the tape, but then it just – it sort of goes over a bit of a – uh, scenes of him driving yeah, or whatever, and music play. Into, yeah. It does that a couple of times, and I think it works really well. It's not only the music fits, but it's it's a really effective way to do it. Yeah, it ties well, in. Yeah, I, yeah, I just think that the, the music in general is is excellent. The soundtrack is excellent. It's kind of bluesy sort of music, and it really works for the type of atmosphere they're creating. You know, the the small town bars with a you know that sort of clientele, and I think it really works well. And and the music is never. It, or it, throughout the movie, it works 
not a problem. So I kind of I really enjoyed that. I thought that was really good. Yeah, uh, it's I believe the same guy that did this. The score was the same guy from uh, Lethal Weapon and shit, Michael Caine. Yeah, and you can hear that a little bit of the bit of Die Hard and Lethal Weapon in it. Yeah, in the music definitely. a couple of times. Yeah, Gibbo, you, earlier at the start you mentioned Swayze being semi-believable in the role. Mm. I actually thought he was pretty good. Like I believe I, I believe the guy. He looks like he can handle himself. He's a charismatic guy. He is cracking one of the great 80s mullets. Yeah, the blowback. It's quality. One of the best. One of the best. There's but plenty of those in the movie too, actually. That, that main blonde chick that comes up to start, the Vodka Rocks chick, she's got a, a serious blowback happening too. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and so is, I think, um, the, the right-hand henchman. He's yeah, walking around with a fair Lynch, old Moulay guy. He's got the big blowout on the side too. So Yeah, yeah. So, so the hairdresser was having a great old time. Yeah, they 80s the shit out of it. The hairdresser was on coke as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I could cop Swayze. I, I thought he was all right. Yeah, I think they did a they did quite a smart thing by going with the whole mystique about him and the the martial arts angle because looking at him, you were never going to go, oh shit, you know. So they built up this backstory. Where people like started whispering, even though at times it came across as pretty stupid, and you wondered how they'd heard of him. It was actually kind of smart to come across as, "Oh, that's Dalton," you know, mm. he's done this and that. Because when you're looking at him and he's sort of half a foot shorter than everyone else and not, you know, very physically intimidating, they created this air of intimidation in the movie yeah. using that. They did it a bit so better thought, than than what they did in Action Jackson, though. Can we agree on that? Because that one was a little bit more ham hand ham fisted than this one was. Yeah. Well, you know, Carl was ripping Blake's arms, arms off. Because so, well, he had a spare. Same thing. He ripped, ripped the Blake's throat out. Yeah. And he didn't have a spare, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have a spare throat. Yeah, yeah, he got one. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that the, the mystery, at least giving him a mystique that made him seem like he was indestructible yeah. or hard to beat or whatever. Because even though he's in shape, the physical intimidation wasn't necessarily there. Because even the, um, the right-hand thug... Is probably a foot a head taller than him. Yeah. Like and was probably even big, like bigger and more sort of muscular. Yeah. So you had to have that he was going to be afraid of Dalton on the fact that Dalton's reputation. Mm. Plus he had a crucifix so, yeah. earring, so you knew he was serious. Oh yeah, that's serious. <laughs> that was the, the old 80s. George Michael. That was the eighties. So I expected the boat to suddenly start cracking out. Gotta have faith. Yeah. <laughs> that was the that was the sort of eighties sign for yeah. He's a bad guy. He's a tough dude. <laughs> I thought the, the scenes where he sort of clears out the shitty employees and he provides them with his rules and all that mm. at the start, the double deuce on the first night, yep. I actually thought they, they were some pretty cool scenes because it kind of showed that not only was he a head kicker, but he at least had a bit of, you know, nous about how to run the, the area. Yeah. yeah. Although the, um, the three rules, seriously, the scumbags that were frequenting the, uh, the double deuce were a little bit past that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think you're right. That was kind of... Yeah, it was all sort of part and parcel. It was a kind of good scene to sort of get to know him a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and how he, he teaches the other guys, you know, to, to be nice and all that sort of stuff. Although he seemed to be hypocritical about his don't start the fight in the place. Yeah. Because he, he starts <laughs> off with take it outside and then immediately starts punching bikes in the joint. Sometimes you can't avoid yeah, it. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I know, sometimes you can't avoid it, but that's sometimes, not every time. <laughs> he seems to be punching people as soon as it, it kicks off. Yeah. But I did like those scenes. I found them to be quite um, quite cool and a good way to set up his first couple of days at the Double Deuce. Yeah, well, they're all set up when he first walks into uh, before the Vodka Rock scene when he's walking through and he sees old mate trying to hook up with the chick. You know, he says, I get off at two and I'd like to get you off about a half hour after that. 
and then uh, the other chick trying to sell drugs and then tells her, you know, don't do it here, take it out to the toilet. Like it's all it's all pretty obvious yeah. the way they set it up, but um, yeah. yeah, it means he's obviously noticed it too, which is good. Yeah. Obviously, you just gave us another great piece of dialogue with I get off at two and I'd like to get you a half hour later. This is brilliant. But my personal favourite is Pain Don't Hurt. Yeah. Mm. Classic. What does it do? <laughs> Explain <laughs> yeah. it to me, philosopher Swayze. Yeah, I was going to say, it's sort of, um, that was that came in the same scene that we found out that Swayze had a degree in philosophy. <laughs> I thought he's a bit of a, he's a, bit of, of a forerunner to Seagal there, except Seagal <laughs> took it to the nth degree and started climbing Mount, um, <laughs> what did he climb? Mount climb Everest, Everest. things like that. Um, but yeah, Swayze had a degree in philosophy, they dropped that and then just to set up a minute later, him saying, Quite profoundly, nobody ever wins a fight. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that. He's, he's so right though. You don't <laughs> ever win a fight. <laughs> oh, the best part about the See, pain don't hurt thing is though she then she then t- bring, comes down and puts the first staple in and he winces instantly. <laughs> it's like, well, obviously, pain does hurt, dickhead. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of. This is this is why the movie's so entertaining is because it's one of those ones where even the hand fisted and and poor parts of it are just funny. And this is the thing about it too is that. Uh, it's it's like nobody looked back at the script. <laughs> so, pain no hurt happens two pages in the script before he starts wincing when he gets staples in his uh, in his body. It just proves that nobody went. Oh, didn't he say pain doesn't hurt? Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We'll move on. So look, that 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 was a, a dopey bit of dialogue, but I loved it. I started laughing. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. There's also um I believe a wet g-string contest. Seems, seems redundant. Some yeah, but still, I started pissing myself. I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. I don't think that was at the Double Deuce, was it? I think it was at another club. I can't, I can't remember, remember whether it was at the Double yeah, Deuce. I don't I think it was at the Double Deuce because it happens later and late enough in the film that Swayze's already taken over at the Deuce and there's none of that sort of pull happening anymore, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it was at another I don't actually remember it. You don't remember the wet cheese tree? I just can't. Oh, no, that's right. Where cheese strings is at Sam Elliott's place. Oh, right. Where he He's gets the phone call. Yeah, yeah. They're having yeah. a wet cheese string contest. Sam Elliott's mullet's having a Sam Elliott's having a mullet off with Swayze. <laughs> Sam, Sam Elliott busts out a, really... a quality fucking man bun later on too when he when he puts the hair out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a very early forerunner for the man bun. I was very impressed. That, that was very chic. He's actually like he's really good, but I must say the first time I saw him. Because he didn't have the trademark Sam Elliott moustache, <laughs> he didn't have the moustache, I didn't recognise him until he spoke. And then, of course, the Sam Elliott, yeah, you can't you not know, recognise the his voice. voice. I was like, oh, shit, he didn't have the moustache. But, yeah, he's actually, uh, he's quite good. He could have done with uh, he could have done with saying Miho one or two less times. Yeah, 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 yeah. But overall, he's probably, yeah. He's, yeah, he's I, was, I was a big fan of Sam Elliott. I thought he was kind of, he's, he's really cool and a really good choice as a mentor. Mm. For Swayze, I just I don't um, know what part of him is supposed to tell us that he's got Japanese ties though, and and that's where they get their uh, their philosophy from. Uh, like him calling him like Miho is obviously a Japanese thing. Well, maybe that maybe the, uh, suggests is it the black jeans that tells us he's a Japanese person, <laughs> <laughs> or the black shirt, or the grey hair? I'm not sure where it's coming from. <laughs> maybe it was their links to Seagal and his uh, you know. <laughs> teaching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's about as Japanese yeah, as Steven Seagal is Native those American. Two bloody, imagine those two philosophy majors in yeah, the same yeah. room. <laughs> yes, Swayze's there. Uh, Seagal's there saying, "How? What? What does it take to teach a man?" And Swayze's just there going, oh, you know, "Pain don't hurt. <laughs> no, <laughs> Say it as many times as you want." 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody ever wins a fight. How many mountains have you climbed? And then Swayze's going, how many throats have you ripped out? <laughs> then Action Jackson runs in swinging an arm around. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, let's start writing this down. <laughs> this is a script, damn it. This is a sequel to all these movies. I, 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 I thought most of the fight scenes were pretty well choreographed. I thought that the director certainly knew his way around a biffo and because it takes up a certain portion of that first half and then, you know, uh, uh, sort of goes a little cool for a while and then comes yeah. back near the end, I think that they did – that you've got to sell that. Yeah, and there, was a couple of, got, there was a couple of absolute barn burners where, you know, <laughs> um, somebody gets in a blue and then seemingly two blokes that have been sitting at the same table having a drink start punching <laughs> each other and everybody in the background is just fighting with everyone. And then there's, you know, they mix a little bit of champagne comedy in there, like the, <laughs> the bloke standing at the bar laughing like a lunatic who then, you know, gets a bottle to the <laughs> face and does a bit of the sort of Three Stooges dizzy face and hit the floor and things like that. <laughs> so, yeah, some of those fight scenes are just great. There's just stuff going on everywhere. But, yeah, for the most part, it's it's not too bad. It's it's quite uh, – it's not sort of – I wouldn't put it up with the best of the best that I've seen. No. But um, it's, it's definitely – Definitely holds up. Yeah, yeah. I put it on similar um, to the. Uh, oh, I've just gone blank. The the the, the bar fight scene out of uh, Dukes of Hazard, the remake with um, Johnny Knoxville and. Yeah, where they yeah. Very sort of similar. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of variety and a lot of imagination used with, you know, the, the way people get taken out and there's a lot of like sort of humour mixed in. But it's yeah, I thought they were both sort of similar in the, in the, like uh, to, to that one. So. But yeah, it's, I, I love I some of that shit. The bottle to the head, like, like he's so happy with himself, then he cops it in the forehead and just goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's cold. That was, I was laughing for minutes after that. I was rewinding it and watching him hit <laughs> I totally agree, Gibbo. And the other thing I like about the fights in the early part of the movie, and this is probably my biggest negative and what I was talking about earlier on, was there's, it, it's, it's not none of it's serious. It's all played for a bit of with a bit of laughs in mind and a bit of, you know, a bit of yeah, fun. There's no stakes. It's a Whereas I think the second half lo- broken glass. It's not people's yeah. livelihoods. And Whereas shit. the second half to me loses yeah. that. It, it it goes it becomes more serious or something. Yeah. They, it's, that's Some always reason. the only way I'm that not you sure have why. stakes, that's all it is. Yeah. And that's kind of what I didn't like. But I mean I'll get to that. But uh, with regards to the fights, I always felt that there was a bit of fun and there was a bit of imagination, and they seemed to be having a bit of a laugh with it. Yeah, and that's what I liked about them. I thought that the, the fights worked well in that context. Yeah, um, we also uh, we also missed another like there. Um, Gibbo's favourite from Action Jackson, the the boxer bloke. Oh, oh yeah, we need right. yeah, that bloke. That was <laughs> <a> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't yeah, sure I if it was the same bloke, and, and then I, like I heard he's got to be that dude, surely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely him. But yeah, he's only in it fleetingly, isn't he? It's only a yeah, he gives him his car. He, does, he doesn't get his shiny yeah. shoe shuffle out in this one. So no, yeah. no. Also, um, a couple of sneaky sort of likes for me. The uh, Morgan, the bouncer that, that gets tossed yeah, the from the, the double juice as well. Yeah, he's got quite a resemblance for mine to bloody Diamond yeah. Dallas Page. Isn't, <laughs> isn't that guy Terry Funk? Is it? I think it is. I think oh. he's involved somehow. I'll have to do some research, but I'm pretty sure that that guy he looks like he's Terry a real Funk. dipstick who gets 
Dalton kicks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's Terry Funk. Is it? Yeah, we'll have to check up. And on he's, that. he's a wrestler, wasn't he? Because I was Funk? looking at him and I'm like, he looks like Diamond Dallas Page. And then I was thinking, I've seen him somewhere before. It might well be Terry Funk. He yeah, I'll, I'll come back next episode with that confirmation as no, to whether I'm it's checking Funk it out right well, now. Well, mate, we live in the 2000s. We can just Google it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> check it out right now. Yeah. Um, the other one, too, is um, I will drink anywhere that Keith David is behind the bar. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I forgot that he was even in this movie. Yeah. And then. Yeah, there he is at the bar. I thought, awesome. Yeah, it's another sort of little sneaky, not really a cameo. It's a small it, performance. It is but Terry Funk. I loved it. I loved the fact that he was there. It's Terry Funk. It is Terry Funk. It Terry Funk's Funk. in there. He's an absolute lunatic in real life. He's one of those blokes that, you know, copped the bloody barbed wire to the face for real and all that sort of business. And, um, he wasn't copping it here. Well, there you go. I've, I've said he looks like a uh, one wrestler and he actually is a different another wrestler. wrestler. Excellent. Look, I, I felt the villain was a suitably sort of slimy cat. He, he wasn't one of the great villains, but he does a job, a decent like enough job. He, he pulls off the uh, he pulls off the sociopath thing. Like he just clearly doesn't give a fuck about anything, which I think he pulls off pretty well. He's always doesn't matter what he's doing to people. He's got like a sleazy grin on his face. Yeah, and I think that kind of works. But he, I mean, how he's threatening, I've got no idea. Without his monster truck and his fat blokes, like he's got no actual presence other than just being a slimy little bastard that tells everyone what to do. Yeah, yeah exactly, and, and yeah. it's his thugs that do all the work yeah. for him. Yeah. And I, but I kind of I kind of like that because it was it wasn't um I think they were sort of going for the it wasn't going to be man to man sort of fighting. You know, it wasn't yeah. going to be him and Swayze punching on. It was going to be but, Swayze and his second in command that were going to have the big biffo at the end. That was another yeah. like too, the um the one of his cronies who always seems to be the first bloke in the in the fight getting his head kicked off? <laughs> like he's the one that he's the one that tries to um, sort of reinstate the nephew and say he works here and he's going to be taking a cut or whatever. Then Swayze, you know, belts him up. Then he goes back and he cops a beating for being the bloke that didn't get the job done. Then he shows up at another two or three fights just to get his get his face punched in. Yeah, when they're unloading the truck and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. He just gets his ass kicked instantly. Yeah, I thought that he was kind of funny because every time a, a blue broke out, I was like, oh, there he is, the sort of tall, balding bloke. <laughs> oh, there he is. He's gone down. <laughs> Getting back to what the piece of trivia that I mentioned that Bill Murray likes to ring up Kelly Lynch's husband and give you some stick about her sex scene, is it just me or in that sex scene, does Patrick Swayze create um, dance fucking? He does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that what we get? Because he's, he's swiveling the hips to the music. It's all, you know, it's all happening. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's using his dirty dancing skill set. Yeah, I think they were trying to play off that. And get, get <laughs> Just a, do some of your dirty dancing stuff. Get a it? sort of female audience oh, yeah, yeah. To, the, to the movie as well. Yeah, yeah we'll, <laughs> we'll sort of trade on his, uh, you know, dirty dancing fame and we'll... <laughs> we'll add that into the sex scene. Yeah. <laughs> well, as I explained earlier, this 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 scene was was very formative for me, uh, <laughs> along with the, the initial scene in, in uh, Lethal Weapon with the, the drug... Oh yeah, uh, you know the drug stone prostitute or whatever she is falling out the window, you know because you, you get boobs. And when I was younger, I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Uh, I yeah, bet that section Kelly, of the movie was worn out. Fake tan wrapped in that uh, picnic blanket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got that red and white check thing. She looks like a Barbie doll. It's hilarious. Yeah, but, uh, I thought it was pretty good when I was younger. That's for sure. Yeah, that would have had a lot of lines through it. That scene, wouldn't it, on the VHS? 
Would have been oh, fun. mate, yeah. A lot of yeah. pause and rewind. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> a bit like the old basic instinct. <laughs> Whenever you hire basic instinct, you usually went back rat shit. Yeah, it <laughs> comes up to that so you can't see anything. <laughs> yeah, the movie didn't play after that bit. <laughs> I actually thought Red was pretty good. Oh, the guy who owned the yeah. store. I could have done with a little bit more of him. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Um, I thought well, he, he, had was... a, he had a head start on everyone because his name's Red in real life. So they didn't even have to. He didn't have to, you know, act up. His name's Red West in real life, and his name's Red Webster in this. So Jeez. they've really gone away from it. Yeah, they've, they've put him in, yeah, in a tough a leg spot as an actor. <laughs> yeah, but I actually thought, you know, he was dropping a couple of funny sort of lines that you would you would cop from those sort of country uh, country characters. I think I thought that was yeah. he was. Uh, Quite good. I could have done with a little bit more of him. Yeah, true. Yeah. I, I could have. I, I thought he was all right as well. There was some more classic dialogue down the stretch. Oh, it's all there is. With one guy telling Swayze, "I used to fuck guys like you in prison." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that was that's Marshall Teague. That's that's uh, that's Jimmy, the main the main henchman. Yeah, the henchman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Oh, okay. That, that's yeah, like I used yeah. to eat sheets, uh, eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. That's yeah, the same yeah, sort of yeah. line. So he decides exactly. to mix it up with a little bit more. It, it's more crass than ever. Yeah, that was kind of a little bit. Hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was out there, but it was. I, I still took it as a bit of a laugh. <laughs> that was a bit. Yeah, it was interesting. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> Another like for mine was um, this movie. I think. Has as many nut uh, kicks to the nuts as Total Recall. Yeah, it could. Oh. Well, well, punches <laughs> so well. many nuts. I don't think kicks. it's got Total Recall nah. covered though, because that's. Well, didn't that's we count? Out. No, I, I think Total, Total Recall's Total got Recall. the same t- uh, number of kicked balls to the same person. Yeah, yeah. Arnie, <laughs> def- Arnie's definitely individual tallies is still. <laughs> Still, uh, this up, is four to four top. different people. This mate. is different people, but it's still the same sort of thing. A couple of close ups <laughs> while somebody drops to the ground and punches him in the nuts. I'm pretty sure there was four in this one as well. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> it's a go to movie. The great equaliser, mate. The great equaliser. Yeah, right I'm cost. getting beaten here. I've got to go for the nuts. <laughs> uh, I also loved ripping someone's throat out. It was yeah. like his Mortal Kombat finishing yeah, movie. Yeah. He was Fatality. always doing it. Yeah. There was one where we, he had the hand, like, in uh, he had his hand hovering over a bloke's throat, threatening to rip it out at one stage, and then pulling back, no, I can't do it. So it was his definitely his finishing move. Yeah. That's me That's me for likes. I don't know about you guys. Anything else? I'm sure Gibbo's got another couple there. Gibbo? Uh, I, think, I think we covered most of them. Um, the, the monster truck we sort of mentioned earlier on, as as a henchman vehicle, um, it's sort of hard to beat unless oh, you can brilliant. roll out a tank. <laughs> I put that um, in the dislikes for some reason. I think I might have fucked up. That was supposed to be in the likes. Brilliant. The fact that yeah, that, that's that's a that's a that's, a, that's a missed opportunity for your filing of uh, likes and dislikes, mate. That's oh. definitely a like. How yeah. funny was that? Those dickheads up. climb up and out of that fucking <laughs> thing. The when they drive it through the car dealership, it's fucking ridiculous. Just to get in. Yeah, the first few times you see him either getting in or out or sitting up there giggling and laughing at Dalton or whatever, and you think. There's a monster truck here, so that's going to come into play at some stage. Because <laughs> <laughs> he drives through a fucking car dealership with it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's definitely a like. I, f- I apologise. I had that in the wrong spot. <laughs> oh. Yeah. The, the, the other like I have is the, uh, the, the, you know, the final Dalton sort of showdown scene where he, he ghosties his car into the into the property with just a knife in the uh, 
<laughs> the accelerator. The yeah, that's but impressive. But it drives it drives right around the corner in the driveway and then manages to <laughs> hit straight where those guys are. It's like he had it on remote control or something. I don't yeah. know how he managed that. And I'm thinking he's, it was going to take some work to do that with the knife. So I'm thinking he's, he's going to be sitting there going, oh, no, shit, the car's moving. Oh, <laughs> shit, no. <laughs> but no, he seems to have just jammed it in there and off it goes. But remember, he is from yeah. Stephen Seagal School of Fido Everything. Yeah, true. He probably just meditated and it fucking yeah, drove it just straight. Yeah. <laughs> So is is that car ghosty uh, trick? Is that in a Steven Seagal movie? I feel like it definitely is. Oh yeah, well shit, that's been used in a million different action flicks. But I think you'd probably find Seagal. He wouldn't have even used the knife. <laughs> he just used his mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just looked at the car and sort of gone, "Go forward." Yeah. Off you would have gone. <laughs> Progress vehicle. Okay. <laughs> it would have been like Keith out of Night Rider. <laughs> Dislikes. Dislikes, right? Swayze, I, I mentioned it's kind of uh, it goes sprouts off one of my likes, but I thought the sort of martial arts and that was was good because Swayze wasn't an intimidating bloke, yeah. just to look at, um, even though he was in pretty good shape. So when he's out in the morning doing the sort of martial arts by the lake, yeah. uh, it's probably just a shade under sort of Bruce Lee or someone doing that sort of thing. It's not very. Not very intimidating. It kind no. of makes him look a bit... That's where it stretches into a little bit silly. Are you sure he's not doing Tai Chi? Yeah, tai, definitely Tai Chi. Yeah. It's definitely Something Tai like Chi. Something like that. Yeah. Do but we yeah. have actually... Do we need a movie about bouncers? This, this is a question I ask. Well, because I think the, after watching this, yeah, we need more. <laughs> My problem was talking hushed tones, which I understand where you're coming from. We're talking in hushed tones about the guy to keep the mystique about him. And make him a presence. But the guy's a fucking bouncer. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, we're not talking about the guy who stands out the front of Mooseheads yeah, in Hush yeah. Tones, are it's we? Not like, it's not like it's him. It's not like he's you know, a boxer it's or, the, or a like, martial artist. Oh, yeah, or, I check the latest WBF rankings yeah. and the number one cooler is uh, yeah. Dalton. Have you, have you heard about that bloke? Apparently he ripped someone's throat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's sort of, um, it's sort of, uh, that, that angle of it is a bit silly. And it says... But yeah, I can cop it. They're always sort of saying... He's the best cooler in the country. Who rates this shit? Like, is there a, a committee or something? Yeah, oh, there's, mate, there's, a, there's a ranking for anything online if you want to go looking. Yeah, yeah. of course. Of course. Um, but in the 80s, what was it? Is it a mail subscription service or yeah, something? Yeah, well, look, there would oh, have been a magazine. still number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tied, tied to a pigeon. Hey, Brad, <laughs> Brad Wesley's um, thug is number two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Clear, no, clear cut number two. Um, Never ripped a throat out. <laughs> yeah, well, when you haven't done that, you can't be number one. There's a scene where a guy talks about how um, if you give me ten dollars, you can kiss this woman's tits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. What is that that's, about? That's like. That guy's a genius. He's like, yeah, no worries, I'll do that. And then he's like, do you have to kiss him? Yeah. This, Why? Uh, this I haven't got twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> this was one of those. Um, it's kind of like we've talked about it with like Last Boy Scout about you know how women are just. Just objects, yeah. Objects. This one's right up there too. Mm. It's just the difference with this one is it's so ridiculous that sometimes you can't help but laugh at it. Yeah. Like there's some of the, some of those pickup lines and stuff. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> and there's other parts where you're thinking, oh gee, that wouldn't cut it. It's yeah. because I think the tone is more fun in this one than in some of those others. Like, and the tone is also the people that are perpetrating it are the scumbags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, not, something not like Last Boy Scout, the tone is not as as fun, like it, it's it's a darker sort of 
dingier sort of negative environment, whereas this is more sort of you're not supposed to take this seriously. You're no. supposed to sort of see it as, as these guys are all idiots. Yeah, and I think I think that's probably the big difference is that, that, it, is that yeah. it is the people that... These people that we see doing this stuff are being held up as the people that need to be cleared out of this. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. They are scum. There's not enough Sam Elliott for me. Like, I always... And again... I hadn't seen this movie in a long time, but I just assumed he was in it a hell of a lot more. And he actually doesn't front up until about the 40-minute mark. Mm. And he's only sort of stays around for that mid-portion and then he's gone. Yeah. And I, I feel that's that's a bit of a, a lost... It was a bit of a mistake because I think yeah. he was a major part of the enjoyment of it. I think he should yeah. have hung around till at least the final yeah. fight. I, I understand using him, as you both said... As part of the stakes, you know, yeah. what's that stake? Your, your friend or your your yeah. missus, basically. And I understand. I, I that. wish it went the other way, though. I wish Kelly Lynch died. <laughs> nah, <laughs> she, she's she's not half the character that he is in this movie. Like, yeah, Adam, that's like right. Adam, I totally agree. Like Wade Garrett's character is a lot better than fucking Doc Clay. Who gives a shit about that peanut? And she used to root Wesley. So how smart is she really? Yeah, Come it seemed on. like. Yeah, it seemed like she was just chucked in for a. Yeah, you know, well, it had to be. It the, felt to be like the it was. It end. was. Yeah, it was an ingredient that we had yeah. to have. Yeah, and basically. at the expense of Sam Elliott, which was a mistake. They should have yeah. just gone full. They just should have just gone full, like all out. Forget all the, the love interest or something or whatever. Yeah, just, you, know, just, you know what your angle just is. Just punches up, punch ups galore, and all that sort of stuff, and forget about that angle. Yeah, because just, you didn't need to. You didn't need to sort of. You didn't necessarily need to have it, and just gone straight out. This is a, this is a boys' movie. This yeah. is this is because uh, they basically did that anyway. Yeah, but boys' so, movies yeah. need boobs in them too sometimes. Yeah, yeah but you I had that. You already had all hers. Yeah, that's true. You could have. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not arguing with you. The Kelly Lynch character was definitely superfluous. It, it just didn't need to happen. It could have been as much like it, it was more of a father it's son a thing with mate. him and Sam Elliott. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It could be more like a bromance, but it's it, it, but like the father son variety. That'd totally yeah. work. And yeah. even if he does die at the end, he could have been in earlier and out a bit later. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I actually think um, my biggest dislike is again, it's probably thinking too much for for a, for a um, it is movie like this. But uh, I'm not one of the great thinkers, so the fact that it popped into my mind probably says something. <laughs> it's. Uh, they talk about how the cops are in Wesley's pocket. Mm. If that's the case, and Dalton was really such a such a nuisance when he's ripped the bloke's throat out, why don't the up? cops just lock him up? And secondly, when it all does go down, Wesley brings the guns out, but he's never been shy about doing anything out in the midst of town before. Like he's driving a monster truck through a he's driving a monster truck through the car dealership. What's pulling a couple of guns out when the fight breaks out? Gonna, you know, obviously the cops are, are going to turn sight, turn, uh, turn, turn a blind eye anyway. So yeah. that's I couldn't work that out. I'm like, why all of a sudden have we had fist to fist this whole movie, but then the guns come out for the big scene? I didn't didn't really like that. For mine, I thought they should have just should have just kept what they had and uh, just kept going with the with the, yeah, yeah. the fists flying basically. Yeah. Even though even though it sort of did end up that way, the bad guys came out with the guns blazing. I thought it just just should have been just you know knock them knock them down, yeah, drag them out. Well, that's what you assume it is when you 
in that through that first hour. Yeah, because that's what you've got. The you've head, got punch ups left. The head and right. bad guy comes to attack you with nothing but a motorbike. <laughs> so yeah. why then do we drag? Do we get all the guns out? I kind of understand. Okay, so our best man couldn't get you. So here's the guns. Yeah, but it sort of felt a <clears> bit <throat> out of place given what they'd set up prior to that. And and this is what I was saying before about the film. To me, the tone goes in the wrong direction once we get down to ripping throats out and raising the stakes. Yeah. We're, we're at a turning, point where... The turning points when, when they burn down Red's, uh, like, yeah. spare parts dealership, like his general yeah. store sort of thing. I think that's where it turns, you know, they go, you know, instead of just punching people and smashing glasses, it's, you know, that's his whole livelihood. Then they do the yeah. car dealership and... And know, although I... Livelihood. Although, although I understand that, it's just, to me, it sapped the what I enjoyed about the movie away. I just sort of, that last probably 40 minutes was a bit of a chore for me. I just yeah. sort of felt... I mean, the... the, the um, I'm not enjoying The car dealerships and stuff, I didn't find them dark per se, to, to sort of run with the term yeah. that you used previously. I thought that was that was sort of where it was going to go. Like you both said, it was, it was pushing the stakes up a little bit without just destroying the double deuce. But I felt, yeah, I just thought... When we took out, when, when we lose, when Sam Elliott goes... I, f- I feel that that's where things go a bit. Yeah, it could have used frankly, him. Quite frankly, the guy's fucking Rambo it in the last him. 15 minutes. Yeah, it definitely could have used him, and if he was going to die, he could have died a bit later. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it would, I, I actually think it would have been nice to see them busting in as a pair. Yeah, and so, kicking some ass and cleaning yeah. it up them, you know, together. Yeah. I just felt that that last half hour is, is really where it, it just lost me. I, yeah, I although like it I, does seem to be the motivation for him to finally go, oh, I'm going to go and get him at the mansion. But it's like any of those other things you did probably could have probably could have done the job there as well, you know? Yeah. My only other dislike, and it's kind of a dislike sort of like, is our old mate Rowdy Harrington seems to be from the Baxley School of Don't Just Blow It Up fucking scorch the earth <laughs> yeah. and just just wipe it from existence, whatever it is. When Red's shop blows up, yeah. it just turns into matchsticks. Yeah, it's like it's been hit with a dozen missiles. <laughs> <laughs> it just explodes everywhere. Well, there's probably a couple of litres of motor oil in there. That'll go up. True, yeah, true. it goes up pretty quick. <laughs> I mean, it looks like a nuclear explosion. <laughs> But uh, that's a kind of like dislike because I must admit I always love that sort of stuff where you get the things are on fire and then you get the the shot of them running away then you get the long shot boom where everything yeah, just yeah. goes up. The only thing I'll say to that is I wouldn't have it any other way. Basically. <laughs> no, you can't. Has <laughs> anyone else got any other dislikes? Like major dislikes? No, I didn't uh, have a lot there. No, not really. I, I, I've got to say that the the. The main uh, love interest for Brad Wesley, well, I don't know if it's love interest, or what you'd, the trophy female that he keeps around his house and punches and makes her do calisthenics, she, she's she's a bit shit. She, like, she doesn't really add anything at any point. She does the, the striptease in the bar. Is that trying to provoke someone? Like, I don't understand what that scene does. And, and, and um, is it just me, mate, or when, when Dalton first turns up to the double deuce, she kind of hits on him? Yeah, I kind of felt that maybe was there supposed to be a love triangle or some, you know, or her trying to get in his pants yeah, she first. Didn't go anywhere. I think it was just, just Dalton trying to... blonde bimbo cruising around. Yeah. yeah. She's and just... She's just, just pointless. She's just used to show that Dalton's a prick. Uh, not Dalton, sorry. Um, Wesley's, Wesley's a prick. A prick. Yeah, yeah. Because she hits on Dalton and then, you know, ends up with a black eye. Yeah. 
And then he's just used for a bit of eye candy after that where she does a strip tease, even though I thought she would be cowering in fear of being belted by Wesley again yeah. when he's sitting there encouraging it or something like that. That's what I mean. That's the bit that didn't ring true. Like the start, when she's hitting on Dalton to start with and then she gets the beating, I, I felt like she was doing that under instruction from him to start with. Yeah. So did, did she maybe get beaten because she didn't pull it off? Like I couldn't. It just didn't make any sense. Like, I, I didn't understand what her character was supposed to add in any scene that she's in, basically. Yeah. It just felt but like a that. bit of a throwaway character that was, yeah. as Jared said, it's being used for one specific purpose and that purpose only. There's nothing else. Yeah. I think her. we already knew that Wesley was a dick, though. You know, yeah. every other thing he did in the whole... But like, the scene where he's driving down the road just doing the yeah, yeah. fucking side-to-side la-di-da thing. Yeah, but uh, we didn't that's... know that, you know, we, we had to we had to know that Dalton was just irresistible to women. True. You know? True. Even at the even at the um The Chinos told us that though. <laughs> <laughs> the Chinos, the yeah, karate so shirt, the massive mullet. Yeah. Mate, while, he's while doing in, Tai Chi, uh, who uh, wouldn't go for him? <laughs> it's a it's a it's a joint full of blokes in, in tight, you know, jeans. If that bloke walks in with pleated pants, it's it's a no contest. <laughs> Flawless victory. <laughs> that guy's got that guy's got ironed pants. Yeah, he does some of his own eyes. And his own That's teeth. He's a real cat. Yeah, you're thinking he owns his own pants. Should I go say something to him? And then some bozo comes up and goes, hey, let's get nipple to nipple. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to talk to him. <laughs> Uh, and the only other one is is the way that Tink gets taken out, the uh, the polar bear thing. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. I thought he, he was dead it. too <laughs> when it first happened. He could have dead. moved about 15 fucking minutes while yeah, it's falling. Yeah. He just looks at it in terror. Like, it's like as if he's got some kind of phobia about bears for some reason. Because not only, not only is it not falling to start with, it's slowly shuffling <laughs> towards him. Yeah, it's wobbling. And he freezes and goes, I swore he was dead, but he wasn't. No. Yeah, well, I'm glad he's not dead because then it leads to the scene at the end where they ask him if he saw anything and he's just pissing his pants and then and then Red does a little chuckle at the end. It, it's good when he runs off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah look, that's probably it for me. Yeah, look, I think that'll cover it. Look, it's, it's, a, it's, it's certainly one I'd watch again. Like, I guess I, I gauge a lot of these movies in terms of the enjoyment factor is would I watch this again? And, yeah, yeah no doubt, I'd watch it again because I had great fun with it. Yeah, I just felt that the second half is where it loses that that fun element, and that kind of hurts it. And I don't, I'm not as keen on that bit. Um, yeah, well, it, 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 another similarity then. If you go back to the the uh, Dukes of Hazard reference that I made, it kind of could have been one of those movies, start to finish, where it's just you know fun mischief all the way through. Yeah, and and you'd probably like it more than from Adzi what, what you're saying. So um, I can see that. Um, it just I don't think they knew how to take the stakes up a notch without someone. Really getting fucked up, you know. So, well, I guess, I guess, you know, sticking with the the reference of the Dukes of Hazard, because the Dukes of Hazard's a comedy, you've got room to play shenanigans and and not worry about people not being fulfilled by it. Whereas an action film, you have to raise some stakes. You've got to have heroes, villains, and this movie for a while kind of gets the balance reasonably right with entertainment, and then it just kind of goes a little bit mad at the end. Yeah, see, I don't disagree. I don't agree with that that much. Like I said, I, I couldn't work. I couldn't understand the guns thing, but the ending was just exactly what you expected. It was just he storms Wesley's. Yeah, I know. Mansion, and, and you know, for I, I me, it just wasn't. It, I didn't enjoy that bit for whatever reason. 
I would I have enjoyed I it. Just lost. I lost interest in that second, that final half hour. Yeah, I don't like. I don't know. I just don't. Which isn't Cause, really cause what I, what I expect actually, with action pictures. He didn't actually get to the mansion until about ten minutes to go. Well, maybe it, it was, was so. It must short. have been around when Red, as um, Gibbo said, when Red's pace goes up. Yeah. Which I think is in about the last half hour, and I think that's when Sam Elliott dies. To go there. Yeah. Was yeah. Elliott dies about half hour to go, doesn't he? Or something yeah, along those lines. So I think it's roughly that. around that period where I kind of lost some interest. But I actually think, like, prior to... Um, prior to... Even Red's place blowing up, that scene where they're all in the bar together and blowing, I, I actually thought that was that was spot on. Mm. That was starting to get where you were sitting there going, right, we're getting serious now. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't think it necessarily let down so much at the end. Um but I can see, I can probably see where you're coming from, like that it, it did change the tone a little bit. Yeah, it's just enough it's to perhaps put dies, me off. He does, he does pretty close to the end actually, because the knife that Swayze pulls out of his back is the he one he's in the car. Yeah. Drive yeah. the car, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Action Jackson or Roadhouse? Oh, fucking Roadhouse. Uh, Jared, uh, no, no. Jackson contest. or Roadhouse? Come on, Swayze or oh, Weathers? Geez. Oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. Do you want to get under the weathers or do you want can to I do have, a bit of hot Tai Chi? Can I have Roadhouse with, with um, Jericho Jackson turning up to the park <laughs> on a night out? Yeah, you Perhaps. can. Yeah, yeah. Jericho Jackson turns up and it's on for young and old. I think Roadhouse as a whole. Yeah. Probably a little bit better, but I do. I did really enjoy Action Jackson. I enjoy Jackson too, but I just feel that I... Because I enjoyed that first... The, 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 the early stuff of Roadhouse so much... I feel I could watch that again ahead of Jackson. Yeah. Um, so question for you, Gibbo. As the Roadhouse fan amongst us, did you partake in Roadhouse 2? Uh, no, haven't seen it. We've no. been there. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Scatch is no Patrick Swayze. No. Put it that way. <laughs> no, he's not. No, I didn't even know that existed, actually. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to go look that up. Yeah, look it up. Yeah, it See exists. what you find. I think it was, what, early 2000s? Yeah, or... something like that, 2003, 2004. Yeah. Um, it also a has... Gap. Yeah, massive gap. Well, supposedly they um, asked Swayze to return. <laughs> and he he turned it down or Lightly whatever. Declined. <laughs> <Lightly> <laughs> <declined>. <laughs> That's how you want to put it. He uh, said, is Terry Funk coming back? Nah. No? Okay, I'm out. No Funk, I'm out. All right, well, that's covered Roadhouse. A little bit of 80s cheese. Enjoyed every minute of it. Let's um, take a break, and we're going to come back. Jared, what are we doing here? We're going to pick movies, we action or horror movies we'd like to remake, and then put an athlete Yeah, well, in, in the, the spirit role. of the Roadhouse, of the Roadhouse remake yes. that's going on with Ronda Rousey, I thought, let's just sort of pitch a couple of ideas for an athlete that we would like to have in a remake, in, in what sort of okay. remake we would have him in. Fair enough. Obviously restricting to action and horror. Okay. All right, let's take a break and come back and we'll, we'll get that out. Gypsy woman told my mother Before I was born She said you got a boy child coming Son of a gun Gonna make pretty women Jump and shout
as Jared mentioned before the break, Roadhouse is being remade. Uh, is it this year? Oh, I, think I think it's, it's the 2016. I think it's already shooting or pretty close to that. And it's going to star Ronda Rousey, the UFC f- female fighter, in this, the Dalton role or yeah, the Swayze role. With that in mind, these guys have decided what we want to do is pitch a couple of remakes mm. or action of horror, action or horror films using athletes as the star. Yes. Jared... Where, what sort of thing are you talking when well, it comes to remakes? I had a bit of a think about it, and uh, obviously my favourite sports are, you know, Aussie rules and rugby league here in Australia, and basketball, quite clearly. So I stuck with basketball, because that's sort of the international yes. <laughs> international uh, recognition for athletes, and I landed on one name, LeBron James. Right, okay. 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 Now I'm I'm not LeBron James, you know, this hugest fan. I am a pretty big fan of the guy. Being a Spurs fan, I, I came to hate him in Miami for a couple of years there, but you know, I, I like the guy a lot. But I thought to myself, six foot eight, you know, very solidly built. First thing I thought, and I've got to get laughed out of the room here, LeBron James, Jason Voorhees. <laughs> That's what I want. I want to see LeBron James taking on a Jason Voorhees or something. He's perfect. Body shape. Look, absolutely perfect. And he doesn't have to show his face, so he can't be embarrassed by it. Yeah. He could just say it wasn't me. He could hide his hairline. <laughs> Is he too <laughs> he hide his lanky? Hairline. Lanky? He's too lanky for... Are you kidding me? For Jason. Lanky? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's built like a... 60 pounds. I don't think he's lanky. I wouldn't go with lanky, but I, I don't see he's how... He's built like a linebacker. Is he too long? He's built like a linebacker. 6'8"? Yeah, he's 6'8". Look, 6'8's a bit tall for Jason? It could be, but, uh, you know, they take somebody like Kane Hodder or someone like that who's extremely built and they shoot him looking up at him and things like that. You wouldn't have to do that here. No, you wouldn't have to do it. And you wouldn't have any actors anywhere near the 6'8 realm. So he'd always be looking down or he'd always be intimidated. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm calling out for it. Or um, somebody else that, you know, the other option was Michael Myers. Because they have had somebody like that. I think Tyler Mayne in uh, yeah. not Tyler, it was Tyler Mayne. Tyler Mayne, yeah. Um, in the Rob Zombie ones is almost the same. Could He's be. about six foot six, I think. And I just saw that, and I'm like, you put a mask on LeBron James, he looks almost identical to what what Michael Myers looked like in those ones. Even oh, mask on anyone, they look like Michael Myers. It's just, it's the mask that makes him look like that. I don't, no, I don't no, know why you'd need LeBron James to do that. I don't no, know what he brings to it. You're completely missing Gibbo. Tyler Mayne was also six foot whatever and built extremely wide. And I looked at that and I was like, that's exactly what, that's exactly the guy they go for. The big, those sort of big, and I just looked at that and I'm like, there is nobody in the world built like LeBron James. Six foot eight is pushing that sort of way too tall, but he's not in that seven foot, he's not like, you know, seven, that Georgie seven, one, seven So he's just, so, I think he's just low enough to get away with it, but he's also built like nobody else at that height. I'm calling for it. I'm not against this decision. My, yeah, uh, whenever I think of are. Jason I or Michael, whenever I think of Jason or Michael, I always think of like wrestlers. Like I think Tyler Mayne might have been a wrestler. Is that yeah. correct? Um, and so I think of a Dave Batista or a, or a, you know even a John Cena. One of those but big, see, thick looking pricks. They're too wide. Yeah, well, true. They Whereas are big. James pricks. is is has that size about him, but is also athletic and lean and. Mm. He would just fill that out, mate. P- 
perfectly. Yeah, look, I can probably get behind mm. that. Yeah. You're throwing the pitch and I... Yeah, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Green light. Like I said, he doesn't light. even have to tell us he did it. No, no, shit, no. <laughs> so that's where I'm going. The I'm other, assuming you're off the, this one, Gibbo. Other than LeBron James, I was going to go, you know, there's there's numerous Gibbo people. Gibbo no, Gibbo's still here. Gibbo's still, still with us? I'm still here, yeah, yeah. So what's your take on it, Gibbo? Uh, I don't understand the point. I don't know why you'd get LeBron James to do that. It's to, I don't know. I, I think I think Jared and I have tackled this challenge a little bit differently. Let's put it that way. Okay. But he, he just gave me a brilliant idea for another one, though. Well, let's uh, let's put it this way. I'm not taking this challenge as something that is realistically going to happen. No. <laughs> put it that way. My, my thinking, just thinking of wrestlers and that, I always wanted to remake over the top. The Stallone arm wrestling flip. Fuck, and I'm getting laughed at. No, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to make it more of a spoof. Right, Right? okay. And that's where I'm bringing a wrestler in, a John Cena, a Dave Bautista, because you know what? They're big, so, yeah, we got that covered. We can get a few laughs out of them because they'll probably play it straight because they're not great actors. It's a winner for me. And you're taking something that can't possibly get worse. No way. It can, it can only get better. It can, it can his, get, his is a safer bet, Jared. It can only get better because it can get funnier. No, look, I'm taking it from the angle of something that I actually would like to see. Actually, Not necessarily something that I think would happen. Actually, yours works fine in terms of what you're trying to say is that that's the body type they look for. Yeah, and totally. it would actually work in that context. Because I know me and you have always had conversations about wouldn't it be cool if somebody just went and did that character mm. and then told us later, hey, yeah, that was me under yeah. a fake name or something like that, you know? Not that you could get away with it, but I always thought that would be cool if you actually had a name under the under the, under the the mask and I thought, yeah, a big name actor perfect. or a big name athlete or somebody who. You know, that's where I first started. I started thinking about wrestling, and then I was like, "Fucking LeBron James is built like a wrestler." You know, he's just cut like nothing else. He's six foot eight, and then I thought, oh, "Chuck a hockey mask on that." <laughs> that's more. That's what seen a movie big. called Frank. Is that um, one about a robot? No, no, it's not a robot. It's it's this weird. It my uh, father-in-law came over one time and said, "This is the fucking amazing movie. You got to watch this movie." And I almost wanted to gouge my eyes out the whole way through the movie. It's the weirdest shit I've ever seen. Um, it's basically about this dude that goes and joins a band, but they're up in like the mountains trying to do this real cutting-edge weird music. Is shit. that called Fastbender? It does. That's 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 my point. The whole Where way through the movie, there's, there's a character wearing this giant paper mache head. Um, he looks a bit like Stewie from uh, Family Guy. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, he takes off the thing and it's Michael Fassbender. And he doesn't speak through the whole thing. Like, why have Michael Fassbender do that? I don't know. That, that's, 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 my, that's sort of the, that's your take on the same this lines. One. Yeah, but see, yeah, this just, is the thing. This is not an actor. This is not an actor. This is just an athlete who is, you know, trading off, off athletic ability. Physicality. Physicality. And that's all yeah. they go for with these roles. So, Gibbo, so, if you're t- if you're going a different way, where are you going? Uh, yeah, Tell I, me what your your sort of movie remake would be. Well, first of all, the the one that just popped into my head, super organic. As soon as you said Georgie Murasan, Adam, I'll give you credit <laughs> for this one, mate. Kristaps Christa- Paul Zingas doing a remake of My Giant. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I can go you oh, one yeah. better. I can go you one the, better, mate. The kids I, got some serious buzz right now, and I think that that My Giant. 
yeah. yeah. So he looks Boban. like Georgie. <laughs> but Boban doesn't great. have he doesn't have quite the following that Chris Daps has right now. Yeah, well, yeah. Go to San Antonio, mate. He's um, he's king shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know <laughs> right. that. I know, but, right. but San Antonio is not remake. New York either. That's I believe Steven Seagal had a cameo in my giant, so obviously he would be back for the remake. <laughs> yeah, I, you'd probably get who, who would you have in the Billy Crystal role? Maybe uh, Will Ferrell or someone like that. I, I don't know. Who yeah, some sort of. she could have in that. You know, or you try to go a bit more sort of you know cutting edge and go like Jason Sudeikis or someone like that. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. For yeah. a role, a yeah. comedy role. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that, what that else? was one of my ones that I originally teed up. Though, what else um, did you have? Yeah, yeah, you're stretching uh, it here. Action and horror. Come on. What? Action and horror. Yeah, no, sorry, no, no. Well, okay, so the the one the one that I've actually seen, and and this is all over the internet, and it's like a lot is all over the internet, is the Space Jam remake, which is the obvious one. Mm. It's not action so much, but I, I thought I'd mention it anyway because the whole uh, LeBron James just bought into a production company that did uh, have something to do with Space Jam back in the day, and this is pretty recent. So there's yeah. a bunch of rumors and stuff swirling around now that he might be doing it. Yeah, um, but I'd actually, I'd actually uh, change it up a bit, and I'd go with um, Blake Griffin in that in that role instead of. I think he's got a, a bit more charisma. He's got a lot more uh, like comic cred with the stuff that he does with Funny or Die and all that sort yeah. of shit. So I think maybe he would work a bit better in that role. And he did that video pitch for it, right? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, but yeah, I didn't actually, I didn't actually realize we were we were stuck down to the uh, the, the action and horror thing. Like Jared didn't mention that in the thing no, that right. I came up with. The other, the other one I came up with was a remake of Tin Cup, but with uh, John that'll Daly. Do. Sports movies, that'll John, do. Long John Daly. Long John Daly. Oh, yeah. So instead of instead of oh, gambling yeah. and, and his seven-iron seven fixation, it was uh, it's drugs and alcohol <laughs> and, and, and gambling. So I thought you were going to say yeah. the, um, the hangover with John Daly or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all all look, of these work. All of these Rick work. Rick, we have a dream. If, you, want, if yeah. you wanted to go for my, my real sort of one that I could see happening, because um, the LeBron James was a pipe dream that I would like to see, mm. but the one that I could actually see would be Conor McGregor in something like a um, one of the Van Damme ones, like a, a kickboxer or a basketball yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that could that makes some sense. That I could see, and and Conor McGregor being sort of the Irishman would sort of suit perfectly with the bloke um, taking in another culture. Yeah, yeah, you could get a sort of comedic element to that. Because they have remade Kickboxer, I believe. Dave Batista. Yeah, well, they're they're going on with it. Yeah, with Dave Batista at the moment. Um, and Van Damme back as the um, the mentor. As the mentor role. Hopefully, he's not tying pieces of meat to <laughs> his charges' ass. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, <laughs> dogs on and not only that, but Conor McGregor again. He's an Irishman, so the the Going to the pub and getting drunk is something that he would probably enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> and so there's your there's your Van Dance uh, remake. I was going to so. say, hopefully you can dance in braces. That's all oh, I'm going to yeah. um, So that was more of my legitimate one. Okay. One Did you have any others, Cuba? Uh, no, no. That, yeah, it was just so Le- LeBron or or uh, Blake for the Space Jam thing. Yeah. And then even even Kevin Durant might work, but if you've seen Thunderstruck, uh, I probably no, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't no. work. That would not work. <laughs> yeah, don't don't ever do that to Let us. But I think I think Blake Griffin's the way to go with that one for sure. Just before we sort of close up on this episode, do we need a Roadhouse remake? Yes. Do you feel we need a Roadhouse remake? <laughs> Especially, get, oh, I'm, look, I'm talking mate. more towards you, Gibo, because this is a big favourite of yours from the, the late eighties. Yeah, I'm feeling like I'm feeling like Rousey was sort of riding the wave, and this was teed up after she did Fast Seven and all that sort of shit. Yeah, definitely. And uh, she, she was also on the fight streak and stuff. And then she had her ass absolutely handed to her 
in in her last fight. So I think I don't know. Maybe maybe they got a bit of buyer's remorse on this one now. Because so yeah, do you reckon the heat? Do you reckon the heat's cooled on it? Just because, oh, I think it, it, and, and yeah, I'm yeah. not saying it should have cooled because just because someone loses one fight. I mean, Christ, it's not like Muhammad Ali suddenly became the worst fighter in the world after he got beat. But no, she's still one of the most dominant. I guess I look at it this way: world, is she, at, at the point in time when she signed deals, she made some of these deals. She was unbeaten and basically toweling people up left and right. Like yeah, she was well, untouchable. One fight lasted <coughs> then, thirty seconds Holm or something after. They said it was going to be a knockdown, drag out, long fight, and she just armbarred that bird in seconds. This has put a little bit of a. I just think it probably you're right. The studios might have thought, oh, maybe this you know isn't as uh, um, hot a ticket as it used to be. Yeah, I'll yeah, tell you. Yeah, her her untouchability was her draw card, and and now that she's lost, I just feel like because like, she's clearly not an actress. Like, no, if you've seen her in problem. the Expendables films or or in uh, Fast Seven, she can't act at all. Her, no. her, her physicality and her screen presence is is all tied up with, you know, the fact that you think she's you know this amazing fighter, and and yeah, obviously, like you said, Azzy, she she can fight, but. I just think she's lost a lot of that luster. I, I, it's one of those things. Those guys that signed her onto this movie were watching that fight and they're like, yeah, come on, do this. You know, this is going to get us some more exposure. And then she gets ass absolutely like Holly Holm destroyed her in that fight. Yeah, and, and they it just, wasn't close. They just and they're just watching dollar signs just pour down the toilet, basically, yeah. I, I feel like. That's what I was thinking. They just look at each other and said, we've just lost $100 million of worldwide takings. Yeah. Or I actually yeah. think um, that's, I was going to say exactly the same thing. That's the big problem is that she's, she's not a great actor. Um, and it's always good to have somebody who's got those skills to be somewhere in the movie. If you, you know, you have the henchman that doesn't talk or well, whatever. Well, that's why Working Fast 7 or whatever she yeah. was Yeah. Um, it, it was I, a henchman sort of role. Like, it's very yeah. difficult to, to do the transition. I look at someone like Dave Batista, and I think he was awesome in Guardians of the Galaxy, but he was still in a minor role. Um, and he, he, he made some good choices that had to be too. a bit wooden as well. Like yeah, he, he didn't exactly. need to have emotions. And so that he helps. then made a good choice of getting into Spectre. Yeah, in a big budget film henchman. where he barely speaks. Yeah, and and the you know it's very difficult to do the the lead. Um, I look at someone like Gina Carano, and I thought she was she was awesome in Haywire. Um, but that's the exception. That's not the rule. Yeah, and I think that was the problem with with uh, Rousey. And now that she's lost the fight. And the, the sort of shine's worn off a little bit. See, with Gina Carano too, is it, it, her career, her fighting career was well over, and her acting career was starting. That, that yeah, well, like, it wasn't. I don't know if it was well. Well, over. it was like just she, about she finished done. up, but yeah. she was still young enough to, yeah. to fight if she wanted to. But, but she, she didn't want to. She wanted to become to an actress. Transition. And I'm sure she's got some shit in her resume too so far. But she she's now in Marvel too. Yeah, so she 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 made some decisions. Up. She made a decision to become an actress. I just think Rousey's doing this. As a, it's a side thing at this point yeah, in time. It still is, yeah. And then sure. she gets her ass kicked. If she retires now, okay, I'll take it a bit more seriously. I'll say, well, yeah, okay, maybe she's going to put in the effort. But it seems that to me, this is just a side project. Um, these are side projects, and she was hot there, and now the, the luster's come off a little bit. And when you're making a movie, a, a remake of a movie that, let's face it, this is a cult. Roadhouse is a cult actioner. It's not Die Hard. It's not Predator. It's not the big tickets. It's a side one that people have sort of warmed to. I don't know whether is there is there a massive audience for it. But that's part of the reason you do it because it is an old property that you can just dust off. Oh, I'm assuming the but budget's going to be down on it. It's yeah, not going to be it's massively not gonna, budgeted. To, it's not going to turn a lot of people off. 
No, it's not going to hurt anybody to remake it. It's not going to be people burning down, you know, burning down any producer's house saying, you can't remake Roadhouse. You know, they're not going to get a lot of that. How dare you? Yeah, exactly. Can we remake Action Jackson? Please. Please do. LeBron can do that too if you want to. He's French. Jackson. (laughs) He's He's making Jason the. You're you're never going to capture the same... Imagine having some of the fucking... The misogyny that you got in Action Jackson trying to roll that out today, like, and that that like that, that's part that's most of the movie is like, yeah, people just completely disrespecting females. Like, I just don't think that sort of stuff would play today. And then it, it's just going to be a poor facsimile of what you actually liked about the first one, even if it was, you know, liking it because you hated it so much, sort of shit. Yeah, it's, I don't I think, think you can do it well. I think you've, what you've got to do with these sort of properties like Action Jackson and, and Roadhouse is, you've basically got to take them. You're using the template of what the movie was about, just basically, and then you're taking it off somewhere else. And to me, that can work, uh, especially with, I guess, with Roadhouse, if it's if it's modestly budgeted, you'll probably get bums on seats in your first weekend to, to cover that sort of stuff. Cause, well, it's kind of smart. Because Rousey's got, got enough of a following. Well, to, Rousey's to got a following, in. Roadhouse has got a following, but like I said, it probably won't offend too many if you're going to remake it. So you're getting a you're getting a fair sort of coverage of people that'll see it straight out there. So it's probably not a bad move, I don't think. Are we thinking it's straight to DVD though, or are you think it's going to get some kind of? There's no way it's going to get a cinema run, right? Yeah, no, it'll think get a run. It's going to go yeah, cinema. Yeah. It'll go to, it'll go to the cinemas. Well, it would have on the strength of her name, and I'd assume that it probably still will. Well, that's the thing I'm thinking now. Maybe it doesn't get that run now because of what's happened. Oh, she's still look. The buzz has come off a bit, but she's still. She's still got a big enough name for it to, I think, get a, at least a limited sort of cinema look. Yeah, I, I would think so. Look, I think it'll go. It'll go pretty wide. Well, pieces cinemas. is going back to cinema. But, but it'll go. <laughs> <laughs> I think what'll happen with it is it'll get a rollout in the cinemas, a reasonably solid one, and then it'll end up being it. It'll be one of these ones where it's very heavily front loaded. So the first weekend's going to be big, and then it'll drop off. It's just the nature no, think, of these I think sorts of big, movies. Big might be a bit optimistic for that first weekend. I think I think it's going to be a lot to, dependent on the buzz that it starts to get once people start seeing screeners and shit like that. Yeah, and, I guess uh, you have to know it, what like sort it, of shit we're talking about once it, it, it's actually been sort of made. And if yeah, if she's if she's really bad, it's going to be a tough sell because what else are you going to watch? You know, like um, what, what do we think about Nick Cassavetes? Because he's the uh, the director attached. Oh, he's look. He's made a couple of films I didn't mind. That they certainly weren't action films. The ones that I yeah, saw. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So I'm just wondering, is he quite the man for that type of job? But I guess you're not getting the big action directors for this sort of stuff, are you? You know, you're not I getting the big no. hitters yes. for this. So that's the thing that, that interests me is how well they or what they actually do with the material because you can't remake Roadhouse exactly as it is, can you? You no. have to take it elsewhere. No. So you just take it elsewhere, but it's still hopefully it's still... Oh yeah, action. Hopefully, it's still you know Barter Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the, the double deuce is still Barter Town, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's probably wrapped it all up. Um, Gibbo, thanks again, so did, mate. Did, did you? Did you have? What was your movie, Adzi? Did you have one for well, this? I said over the top. Ah, oh, right, right. Okay. And everybody said yes. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yours, yours makes more sense than Jared's. Uh, LeBron James in the mask, mate. I'll, hey, I'll give you that. I said that was a pipe dream, and I'm still, I'm still clinging to it. Quite frankly, over the tops in, in uh, production as we speak. <laughs> you guys have already jumped on the bandwagon. Who's making hey, it? As long Asylum? as he turns his hat backwards when he's serious, mate, I'm in. All right, look, 
Thanks again, Gibbo. We really appreciate you being involved. And thanks for uh, putting us through Roadhouse because I enjoyed my... I've enjoyed coming back to it after all those years. Good cheese. Yes, very good cheese. Next episode, Jared. Mm. We're still on Creature Features. Yep. Slither. Yes. From about 2004, 2005, I think it is. Jam. And it it's one that uh, we certainly enjoyed when we first saw it, so a bit of a review. Can't wait. Can't go astray. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, contact us at our email address at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Uh, like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or subscribe to us at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. Until next episode, take it easy and we'll catch up with you later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.